Welcome back to the Northwest Sportscast weekend episode, and there's not a lot of news to talk about, but we wanted to make an episode anyways, because we just like talking about the Mariners and the Seahawks. So let's start with the Seahawks, as the coaching search is still underway. Um, there's now been six of the eight teams have made their hires. So to recap, the Patriots, they're hiring their own former assistant, former linebacker, Gerard Mayo. Um, then we had the Raiders. They hired their interim head coach, Antonio Pierce. Um, that one seemed like a pretty good lock even before the season, considering that the entire team basically said, we're going to quit if you don't hire Antonio Pierce. Um, then the Chargers went out and did what everybody expected them to do. They hiring Jim Harbaugh to hopefully pair up a star coach with a star quarterback. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons had a chance for Bill Belichick, but they decided to instead go with Raheem Morris, the guy who Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald have all said is the best defensive coach in the entire NFL. So that's a, some high praise from some really good defensive players. Then we got the former Seattle Seahawks assistant, Dave Canales. He went to Carolina to be their new head coach. And is that all, is that all of them? Did I forget one? I think you got Molly Tennessee, West. Tennessee Titans. They hired uh, oh, Joe yeah. Burrow's former offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. So that leaves just the Seahawks and the Commanders. The news, the reports, is that the Commanders are between Ben Johnson and Dan Quinn, who just so happened to be two of the people that the Seahawks have also been linked really heavily to. Yeah. So thinking about the guys left on the table, Mike McDonald interviewed with four teams. All four of them went in a different direction. Okay. Dan Quinn interviewed with every single team and all six of them so far went in a different direction. And, you know, Ben Johnson has also interviewed with most of these teams and they all went in other directions. So Ben Johnson, I don't think they can sign him yet. I mean, they can't still... sign, but, but they could, they could have waited, you know what I mean? So, but then you're like, well, maybe Ben Johnson is waiting to, to go with the Seahawks. Maybe that's the, what... that's what I, that's what I think. I, I think that Ben Johnson is the Seahawks and the commander's first choice. And it's going to be a bloodbath to see whoever gets him. Um, when and you think so, he's waiting for both of them to make his decision. Or I think Ben Johnson already... knows he's going to get a job. Yeah. either the commanders or the Seahawks. And he's focusing on winning a Super Bowl right now, which is yeah. smart. And I think Ben Johnson is that that's a good sign for a head coach to not be worried about his next job when he still has a job right now. And that job's oh, totally. pretty big. He's in the NFC championship game right now. Look, I, I think Ben Johnson would be an absolute amazing hire. And I think Dan Quinn would be kind of a little bit of a failure, to be completely honest with you. I think it's Ben Johnson or or what, you know what I mean? So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Is Slowick still out there? Slowick, yeah. So from what it sounds like, I don't know if Slowick had a great interviewing process because it sounds like he wasn't really even a finalist for any teams, including for us. So I don't know what the deal is there i do i have heard we've interviewed mike kafka twice now and that's that's a interesting name you know former mahomes uh quarterback coach then went to the giants and put together a pretty good year in 2022 with daniel jones saquon barkley when they were healthy um they went to the playoffs they won a playoff game had a top 10 offense in the league this year obviously was a different story in new york but they also had literally the entire offense got hurt and one of the worst offensive lines. So it's hard to really judge him, but 
he did have the 28th ranked offense. So um, he's not really a flashy name, but yeah. he is a name that we've, we've interviewed him twice now. And maybe he's a guy who we're looking at if we can't get Ben Johnson pivot to him. Uh, the other thing though, is Mike McDonald uh, of the Baltimore Ravens. I've heard uh, that um, the, the, I, the idea in the league, according to some of these sources that I'm, I've been listening to are all saying that the Seahawks are interested in him and that that might be why we're waiting because we didn't, we didn't uh, submit to interview him until it was too late because we only had three days after the regular season ended to request an interview and we waited three days to fire Pete Carroll. And in doing so, we blew our chance at requesting to interview Mike McDonald. So um, people are thinking maybe we're waiting because we missed the chance to interview him, but now we we still want to. Yeah, and that would make sense because Mike McDonald is a coach that I think really fixed, fits the Seahawks mold. He's a defensive coordinator. He's done, he's done really, really good stuff. He was good at Michigan. He was good, obviously, with the Ravens. They have arguably the best defense right now in the NFL. We'll see what they can do against Patrick Mahomes. I think that is a big um, thing because I think Dan Quinn might have been our number one option. And then you see what happened against the Packers, and it's kind of it's concerning that in the playoffs, Dan Quinn can't get it done against a Packer-led Jordan Love team, which I know was hot at the time, but – you know, so, you know, Mike McDonald, you know, I like the hiring. I think it'd be good, but a defensive coordinator, is that the best move? I'm not sure. It's a very Seahawks thing to do, though, kind of bringing back the Legion of Boom era. But, you know, I would still prefer Ben Johnson, but Mike yeah. McDonald is a lot better than Dan Quinn, in my opinion. Mike McDonald, he's 36 year old. He's on the younger side of things. You know, he, he he hasn't necessarily been around the block, but he's been coaching for um quite a while now. He'd be a really good hire. Yeah, he would. He would. Um, and you're right. The league is shifting offense. I I've been really kind of just hard pressing the idea that I want an offensive coach. I want an offensive mind. I think that is the direction that the NFL is turning. If there is one defensive guy that I look at, though, it is Mike McDonald because I see what he did against the Lions offense. I see what he did against our offense, right? Shane Waldron coming from that McVay tree, and he ruined our offense. Then he went and beat Sean McVay as well. Then he went and beat Kyle Shanahan. Then he went and beat down the Dolphins the next week, who is obviously coached by Mike McDaniels, former offensive coordinator for Kyle Shanahan. Then he went to the playoffs. And he absolutely destroyed Bobby Slowick's offense, who is another Shanahan disciple. So his record yeah. against the Shanahan-McVay tree is nearly perfect. He also, by the way, domin has dominated the Bengals this year, and they are coached by another McVay guy. So all of those McVay, Shanahan, you know, offensive, young, hot coaches, they all do really well until they go play against the Ravens' defense, and then they all lose. So... Is that tempting? Oh, it's totally tempting, especially because we have to play Shanahan McVay twice a year. So I'm like, if you could win those games, if you can start winning those games, that was what I kept, I was so getting nervous about when they were saying we might hire Raheem Morris. And they said, you know, the Rams organization has backed uh, the Seahawks in hiring Raheem Morris. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like the Rams want us to hire their defensive coordinator. Like 
that almost makes me think they like yeah. something's up there like like oh haha like let's hope they hire this guy then we then we'll be able to exploit it i don't know it, I, that didn't give me the the right idea i was like i don't know if we want to hire the coach that our division rivals want us to hire but um yeah but point. I think they don't – I would say – I think that they would be pretty scared if we hired Mike McDonald. But the other downside is, like, look, we've been trying the defensive thing for years. And, you know, our defense, when we're not playing the Rams and 49ers, is actually not that bad. Like, if you take all the Rams and Niners games out in the last, like, five, six years since they got McVay Shanahan, our defense is a lot better if you take those four but games. But that's kind of have. flawed, in my opinion, because you have to look at it when you play the Rams tonight. No, but that's what I'm saying. So we've. But those are those are your most important two games. No, uh, that's what I'm year, saying. Yeah. Your most important four games are Rams and Niners. So I'm saying if we like we've had a solid defense until we play the Rams and Niners, and then they always seem to beat us up. So maybe instead of again going for the defense first strategy, we have to recognize that no matter how good the defense is, no matter how many studs we have the Rams and Niners are still going to find a way to exploit us because that's what they do every year. Yeah. I yeah. Especially if you hire Dan Quinn. I'm sorry. I just, I've, I've been very oh, vocal. Bringing up Dan Quinn, Dan Levi, I think, I think Dan Quinn is not going to happen for the Seattle Seahawks. And, and no. I say that because if Dan Quinn was our head coach, we'd already hire him. No. And we've interviewed exactly. him. No. Yeah. We've interviewed twice. him twice. Look, if we were there, hire... we haven't we haven't made a decision on him. So it seems like to me we're waiting for Mike McDonald, Ben Johnson to finish yeah. up their coaching, and I hope they don't make the Super Bowl for as a Seahawks fan because you know you have this whole Geno Smith thing where you have to decide if if you is going to be the quarterback pretty much by what's the date February. It's five days after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I mean that gives you not much time to make that decision. If let's say. Let's say for some reason Ben Johnson and Mike McDonald both make the Super Bowl, then you have five days to hire one of those guys and then make a decision on Geno Smith. I just feel like it doesn't give you a lot of time to really evaluate Geno from inside of that, um, you know, coaching room. So we'll see. But I think that if Dan Quinn was going to be the Seattle Seahawks head coach, we would have probably hired him about a week ago. And I think Dan Quinn is on the outside looking in, and he's going to stay as the Cowboys DC next year. And, and that's what my gut says. My, my gut also t tells me that if they beat the Packers, we probably have Dan Quinn in, as the head coach. I think that was a difference. I really do. I feel like the Seahawks saw that and was like, Jordan Love just put up 40 points. What the hell is McVay and Shanahan going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Look, what is what do we know John Schneider to be? What do we know him to be as a GM? Do we know him as a GM who plays it safe? Because that's not the idea that I've gotten from John Schneider. From the idea that I've gotten from John Schneider, this is a guy who reaches on running backs in the second round every other year. This is a guy who sees he has I have Lockett and DK, two great receivers. What do I do? I go out and draft another receiver, D. Eskridge. Then D. Eskridge fails. I go out and draft another receiver. I don't see him as a playing it safe kind of guy i see him drafting guys with with injury history he drafts guys with a, a couple of times he's drafted guys with domestic violence issues and some of those times this worked out for us and some of the times it hasn't i mean he gave josh gordon a chance when no yeah. when the rest of the league wouldn't he's given lots of yeah, players that sick, second yeah. and third chance he is not a gm who plays it safe he takes risks and so when people are like well i think he's gonna play it safe and take dan quinn or, you know, Mike Vrabel, proven commodity. 
I don't think that is where John Schneider's head is at. I see him as a risk taker. It's a risk in itself to get rid of Pete, right? That was a risk because you know with Pete, you're going to win eight, nine, ten games a year. So getting rid of him, that was a risk in itself. If you're going to take that risk, why would you then go for the proven commodity who you know is go- – like Dan Quinn's not going to win 11 games a year. He might win 11 games once if he gets a good offensive coordinator – but we saw how it went with the Falcons. He had one really good year. They blew the Super Bowl. And what happened after that? They lost the next game the next year in the playoffs in a blowout. And then they started one and seven in the in his fourth year there. And then his fifth year there, he was fired because they ha- didn't have a win until November. So I'm like, I don't see exactly how that's a safe bet. I see him as like, can he do well for a couple of seasons? I'm sure he can. But he's not this like you know wow like dan quinn is such an amazing coach like yeah i just i don't i don't see it there and i don't think schneider i don't think john schneider's head is thinking i'm going to take the safe bet i think he's thinking i want to get one of these young guys and if it works that's amazing and if it fails then you can fire him after 2 years and move on anyways yeah, Levi, you brought up Mike Vrabel there in your little solilo- soliloquy <laughs> that you just kind of had about John yeah. not uh, being a risk taker or being a risk taker, mind you. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Mike Vrabel, we haven't interviewed, to be honest with you. Mike Vrabel is a guy that he's won in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, I would say, who's a comp to Geno Smith. I would say Geno Smith is a better version of Ryan Tannehill. So I'm surprised that he's not getting more looks by the commanders and the Seahawks. Neither team have interviewed Mike Vrabel. So it looks like this might not be his year to get hired as a head coach. I would rather Vrabel than Dan Quinn. I think I would actually take Quinn over Vrabel because I think they're very I disagree with that. Why? I think they're very, okay, here's, here's my thing. I think they're very similar player. He's won more often. Like, like as a, as a head coach, I feel like he's done more with less. He, but he is, okay, that's that's probably true. But Dan Quinn, at least he can come in and kind of keep the Seattle culture where I'm not sure if Vrabel would. But but then again, then again, it's a question Vrabel's, do you want to keep that culture? I, I would say Vrabel would keep it enough, but not overdo yeah. it, if that makes sense. I think Vrabel's Vrabel's, Vrabel, you're right. It's an interesting case there. In the same way Pete Carroll's a player's coach, I think Vrabel's a player's coach. In the same way that, you know, Vrabel and, you know, that Pete Carroll was kind of run the football, play good defense, I would say Vrabel's like that too. I think he would keep a lot of the same ideologies as Seattle's had in the last 10 years. But obviously he would have his own spin, his kind of Patriot spin, which I'm not sure if that's what you're looking for necessarily. But I think not even interviewing him, you know, that's odd to me. This Seahawks have kind of said, we're going to do this process right. We're going to take our time. We're going to interview everyone once, and then we're going to interview them again, and then we're going to talk about it, and then we're going to talk more about it, and then we're going to make a decision. So to not even, like, lift the stone and see what's under there for Mike Rabel is kind of surprising to me because let's say Ben Johnson gets hired, and for some reason Mike McDonald doesn't have a good interview, then you're kind of stuck in a, a rock and a hard place where it's like, you could get Vrabel or you could get Quinn or maybe you could get some other guy like slower or whatever. But in that scenario, I think Vrabel might be the best 
option and you're running out of time to interview him because Vrabel could sign for a DC role really, really soon. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think it's interesting. I, I honestly think that the reason teams have not been super interested in Vrabel it's the same reason they haven't been interested in Belichick, and it's simply that there's a recency bias, and you say both Vrabel and Belichick have had back-to-back losing seasons, and as good as a coach as they've proven to be in the past, I mean, Belichick's the GOAT. He's the GOAT coach, and there was one team that was interested, one team that was out of eight. He had one offer. He hasn't and shown they he can do it recently, and Vrabel has. They well, they both had winning seasons three years ago, and then two years ago, they both had losing seasons, and then last year, they both had really bad seasons. So, I'm like, I can see why I get like, I understand why teams might be a little bit, but at the same time, they have both proven it, they have both proven themselves, and they're just there's just not an interest, I don't think, right now for coaches who have who are coming off of you know a five win season, and I, I get it, and at the same time. It sucks for them because they are both really good head coach. Like I, I think Belichick and Vrabel are both very capable, competent. I agree, but I'm not coaches. saying I'm not saying we should hire them. I'm saying we should interview. We should interview. Yeah, and and you're right. I mean, we probably should interview Mike Vrabel. Um, I don't know Do how. Do you really willing... think Dan Quinn is a better option? I think he would be a little bit. I mean, Vrabel never made a Super Bowl. So that so in your heart in your heart of hearts, Levi, who do you think produces a better football team in 2024? Dan Quinn or Mike Vrabel? I'd say Dan Quinn. I disagree. I would say my my ranking, I want to hear your ranking. My ranking is of the guys that realistically I have Johnson at one. And then I guess if we're if if we're still interested in Slowick, I'm not sure if we are, but I'd have him at two. And then probably I mean, probably Mike Kafka at three. I I really do think the offense. And then after that, I'd say McDonald. And then probably my fifth guy would be Dan Quinn. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Vrabel is – it's tough because we haven't even talked to Vrabel yet. So if we do interview Vrabel, maybe he cracks that top five. I don't know. Um, but th- that's kind of the five that – they. I, there's a lot of talks about Ejiro Averro. I'm just not sold on him. You know, Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator for the Raiders. Well, so I, why I Mike Kafka in the third spot? Because I think that I would rather have the third best offensive coach available than the best defensive coach available. That's that's how much I want offense. But for the Giants, though? Because I see what he, he – I mean, he has experience working with a, a superstar, Mahomes, and I can't get past that in 2022 with an offense that bad O-line, no receivers, no tight ends. It was literally just Saquon and Daniel Jones. I know, but what they happened were last- top 10 offense in the league. Last year, Saquon was hurt, and so was Jones. So they literally had nothing. You were just saying like it's kind of hard for teams to get a head coach when they just won five games, and now you want Mike Kafka. I, well, I Mike don't... Kafka, oh, a he wasn't the head coach. B, but he had nothing you don't think to he had any influence in last year. And C, if you don't think he had any influence in last year, then let's not hire this guy because I, I, you know, <laughs> if he's not having any influence what is he doing good for? no i mean i i think i think he obviously had influence and i last year was a bad season for him but what i'm saying is when when he had even a couple healthy pieces their team was their offense was rolling i and think the Patriots and how many quarterbacks did they the did with start Tommy, this year? Look what how many quarterbacks did the Tommy titans DeVito. start this year the titans started sure? yeah they started two they benched Tannehill, and then they went to little hey, there you yeah. go and derrick henry i don't think he was fully healthy the whole year so well, yeah, Derrick Henry's getting older, and you're right. The Titans don't have a ton of skill either. 
but the difference Saquon is getting Vrabel's, hurt for Mike Kafka but, is fine, but not, but not, Vrabel's for, not for, but Vrabel's not an offensive coach. So that's why he's not as high on my, I, just, I, understand. I really think offense is the way to go. What's your top five. Let's hear it. So you have Johnson, Johnson one, one and then you and have I think Vrabel two. Agree there. And my number two would probably be, you know, slow. Like I'm not, I would pick Slovak, but apparently if the interviews didn't go well, they didn't go well. So I would pick Slovak at two. I'd pick McDonald at three. I'd put Vrabel four. And I'd put Kafka five. And then I'd put okay. Dan Quinn six. Dan Quinn, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a fair list. I think, yeah, you're right. And the, the interviews, Frank Smith for the Dolphins. He was meant to be, people thought he was for sure getting hired this year. And it's now it looks like he's not. And, you know, sometimes you just don't interview well. Eric Bieniemy was meant to get a head job like four years ago. Every single year, it seems like he's getting in the conversation, and he never does. Like sometimes the interviews just don't go the right way, and that's just how it ends up being. But yeah, I don't know. I, I so we're not we are not smarter ultimately than the people making the decisions. Um, you know they they see they they read the interviews they. They're doing their homework more than we are. So all we can do is really speculate. But I mean, let's yeah, hear your final homework, prediction. But... Who right now, today, because this is what I'm not sure about. I thought we were going to get – I really thought we were going to go get Ben Johnson. Now I'm worried the commanders will. Well, there's a report by that the commander's job – this is from a source in Washington, D.C., but that is, quote, you know – close to being finalized so you know well whoa. boomer boomer esiason the former you know super bowl winning quarterback for them he went on the radio and claimed that they've already you know that it's a lock that it's going to be ben johnson yeah that's what i saw too but so, um yeah. but in the in the days since that interview i've seen reports that they're still very interested in dan quinn so i'm not sure if boomer Isaiasen really knows what he's talking about. Well, for the same reason, the Seahawks, I don't think, are going to get Dan Quinn. I don't think the commanders you know, are even, yeah. would have already hired him, no? Probably. Probably. Yeah, you're right. But um, so who's so right now? What's your prediction? I'm putting you on the spot. My prediction is the commanders get Ben Johnson and we get Mike McDonald. And then what's our record with Mike McDonald next year? Year one with Mike McDonald. See, it's just ugh, Levi, you can't you can't do this to me. I need to know. If we draft a quarterback or not, we don't. Let's say we don't. Let's say Gino's Gino's your quarterback. Maybe we draft somebody to to be his backup, but we're not. We're not. We don't draft one of the four best. Okay. Gino's your quarterback. Mike McDonald's your head coach. How many games does that team wins next year? Ten and seven. Wow, that is really high. I would say seven. And 10. I would say seven and ten. We were nine and eight this year, and I think we get better with Mike McDonald than Pete Carroll. I think long term we get better. I think year one we might get worse. Ten wins is not that like ten and seven. We don't is... have an easy schedule either. No, we have a good team though. Do we? The Seahawks are an attractive team to go to as a head coach, in my opinion. No, I agree. I agree. We're yeah, tra- I'm just saying Tyler and Jigba, two of those three guys are gonna get better. Tyreek Woolen or Reek Woolen, I don't think can play any worse. Yeah. So He's gonna get better from last year. I mean, we need they to solve the O line. Charles D-line Cross. They should and... play the whole year. I, I, I don't see us getting worse than last year, I and mean, we were nine and eight. I think just because you're bringing in a new coach, that could cause. Levi, you to lose we were nine game. and eight last year, and we could have won a couple games. You know, we could have won the Cowboys game and the Ram, the Rams game very easily. We also could have lost the Browns game. You know, we could have lost the Cardinals game. 
We could have lost. Coaching can only do so much for you. Yeah. Like, this roster is good. This is a good roster. This team isn't just going to fall off a cliff because we have a new head coach. I I think going from nine to seven wins is not a cliff, but um, I think we uh, have that's to, a pretty we, big difference. I mean, when you could, I'll be Falcons convinced if, if we solve the O line, solve the D line, and solve the safeties, then yeah. But that's a big ask. I don't think the O line needs to be solved. I think they need to stay healthy. I think the D line, yeah, it'd be nice if we could. If we don't, if we don't draft Gino, I think our first draft pick should probably be. A D and or a D tackle, and there's a good, there's a good an edge rusher. There's a few good ones in the draft, and hopefully at 16, a lot of the quarterbacks will go, and there'll still be a really good DN there. And if not, I think that us getting a middle linebacker or a really good safety, or maybe trading down and getting a second pick and getting two of those guys, that'd be smart. We've seen John Schneider do that in the past, where he trades down a lot. I would be very I would I'd be not surprised at all if that happens. To be honest with you, Levi, I don't I would be I would not be surprised if they go up or down. I don't know how likely it is we stay at 16, but that's a whole different, you know, a whole different video we need to talk yeah. about. But yeah, no, so I think Ben Johnson will go to the commanders, but he would be my first choice. And I think Mike McDonald will be the new Seahawks um yeah, head coach. Okay. My prediction, my prediction, I think I would say the same. I think I think Ben Johnson gives us a better chance to be really good early on. I think both of them by year two are in the playoffs, but I think Ben Johnson couldn't be in the playoffs year one. I'm not sold on – I'm not sure if Mike McDonald gets there year one, but I, I do think they would both be solid hires, and you're right. I mean, Bobby Slowick, we both like him a lot. But if the team doesn't want to go in that direction, then they probably know something that we don't. Um, there's a lot yeah. of behind the scenes stuff that you know we just can't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, with that being said, I think we can wrap this video up. Um, talking about the Seahawks, yeah, there's really not a whole lot of other news in as far as with the Mariners, Seahawks, you know. So, um, anything else to say, Drew? Oh, that'll do it. Thanks, guys, for watching. This is the NW Sports Guys. Leave a like, comment, and subscribe on the video if you made it all the way to the end. It really does help us out a lot. It makes us more incentivized to keep making these videos for you guys. So, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Levi does as well. And as always, go Seahawks. See you guys.